3: Sports Radio 929 The Game 929TheGame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this 20th day of May. Good morning, Georgia! Morning! And good morning to you folks in Smyrna. 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 Syrna. Ain't said that in in a while. You when you said that. You sounded like you were singing with Stevie, oh. who celebrated a birthday last week. He did.
4: Oh, yeah, he did. He did, he did. Um, smarter.
3: You're right out, right out the gate from Truist. I'm not far from. That's yes, right. Right there. Right so, there. Happy, happy, happy May 20th to them folks. On a day where we are um, spending a lot of this show talking about Jim Brown and his, his significance to sports and who he was, there are just a few of these guys left uh, with us. These all-time Mount Rushmore sports figures. And... I didn't mean to get on them harshly. Miles Garrett joined us earlier. We we're talking about the Braves, and and I just want those under 30. If you happen to be listening to us, or you have some somebody under 30 in, in, in you know your house or relatives, and they don't know, and they have LeBron James and Michael Jordan and and, and the usual suspects as far as who they think are the all-time greats of this era. Yes.
4: Uh, of this era.
3: If you ask them, and they put together their Mount Rushmore of American. Sports, I think that a lot of them will be able to grab Muhammad Ali. I think a lot of them will be able to grab Babe Ruth because they've just heard so much about that. But are you confident they're going to pull Jim Brown? They should. They should, yeah. yeah. But are you confident that they will? They should. That's the question. Listen, we got a guy who uh, we just love having on. And, and listen, he came and joined us in studio. Yeah. <laughs> weeks oh, ago. man. So we thought about J.R. getting his perspective on this. The guy is, I mean, he, he has opinions and talks about anything pretty much under the sports umbrella. But this past weekend, we're going to get into a couple other things. Want to welcome Jr. on from Jr. Sports. Joining us, uh, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. 92.9 The Game.com. But you get can his, hear him every night. Yes, yeah. you can. I uh, want to get his initial thoughts uh, of Jim Brown when you he heard of his passing. Morning, man.
5: Good morning. How are you
3: guys?
4: Doing great. Doing great, J.R. Doing
3: great, man.
5: Good to hear. Good to hear. Oh, no. When I heard the passing of, of Jim Brown, unfortunately, you know, I, didn't, I didn't get a chance to see him live. But, you know, just growing up as a kid, you, you, you get the you got the history lesson. My first exposure to Jim Brown wasn't so much about him being a football player but a lot of, of what he said in regards to standing up for himself and then also for other black folks. And that was, that was my first exposure to, to Jim Brown, you know, back in the 80s. It's, it's learning about him at school, picking up the encyclopedia, still seeing him on, on television, and then learning more about what he did in his standing in football. And it's, it's, it's clear to me, having learned about him but not seen him live, that he was the greatest running back of all time. When you think about his nine years in the league, leading the league in rushing and three MVPs, walking away with every record imaginable as a running back and knowing how just punishing the position is, but then also learning how critical he was about running backs that came after him who weren't as physical. You just had to go, well, damn, this this dude was a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. And you could see it on film, you could see it on tape, uh, even from, from some of the tape that exists from when he was out at Syracuse. Like he he was that guy. And certainly, you know, there 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 were plenty of uh plenty of negative aspects when it came to, to, to physical abuse and, and having to go face that plenty of times, whether he was charged or not. But there's this one thing if you want to appreciate anything about him is that he you knew where he stood, you knew where he, he stands or was stood. And um, he was a bad dude on that field, and he didn't care what anybody thought.
4: Yeah, well, spending time on the waitforit.com hotline. Please be spending some time this morning uh, with Jr. from Jr. Sport Brief, and he is social. You can find him on Twitter at Jr. Sport Brief. Jr. What a week just. uh, um, sports-wise, and you kept an eye on the NBA. I don't know where we want to start with the games. No,
3: we're going to start with you-know-what. we, you start, know we what? start with
4: the games or, or the things <laughs> off the court, the five people that got fired, people who got suspended, whether or not this person should be suspended. I'm going to let sure. you pick w- which one you feel more comfortable jumping on.
5: Oh, man, you, you bring up the suspension. you you talking about John Moran, yep. Huh? Yep. Yeah, about yep. him? Let's yeah. Let's go there. You know, it's, it's, it's wild. It's, it's crazy to me, and it's not crazy. It just kind of shows you where, where we are in the world where you can look at one thing and another thing is brought up. One of the most craziest things I heard all week was the idea from J.J. Reddick and others. I had maybe one or two people call me up on the radio about it this week, was that you know John Morant had, was within his Second Amendment rights. And I'm just like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? What, what, what does that actually have to do with anything? He has a string of events He works for the NBA. He works for the Grizzlies. What does him having Second Amendment rights have to do with his suspension? He's being called stupid. He's being called ridiculous. He needs help, uh, not because he is just only a a gun owner, but because he's he's being reckless. You know, if he didn't work for the NBA or if he worked for us at 92 or CBS or V103, if John Morant, if any human being – was rolling down Peachtree Street or rolling down Juniper or whatever street you want to call it, and you just looked out your window and you saw an idiot waving a gun, and in what world would that be responsible? And so this isn't his first time. And then you can throw in all of the other incidents. And it's beyond me how people want to compare John Morant to – politicians who carry guns or john morant to your next door neighbor or maybe you who who probably has or may have a weapon the the difference is john morant didn't get voted in by by uh constituents Uh, john morant is, is is not uh you know just some guy with a gun in a holster john morant is an nba player he signed a contract he has to live to that contract part of that contract is as you guys know as i know if I run around and I do something stupid, I don't got a job. If I make the company look bad, I don't got a job. It's, it's really that simple. And so John Morant is fully deserving of all the criticism that he's receiving. And anyone who thinks that, you know, they're violating him or it's not fair or he's a young black dude and they're targeting him, but they're not tar- hey, learn how to not conflate two things. He's a clown. And he probably—not probably—he definitely needs help. And the last thing he needs to do is worry about playing basketball.
3: Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9TheGame.com, with Joy Jr. Who, by the way, what time does the show come on tonight or is it, you know, Monday? He comes on tonight. Yeah, no, I'm saying you know you can hear him here at nights.
4: Yeah, he comes on at uh, 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 11. He comes on here every. At
5: night? Yep, every every weeknight you can catch me here. On nine, 92-9, starting out 11.
3: I was trying to get Sam to give you that plug there real quick, but yeah. we didn't have it in front are we, are of us. Well, we're going to get maybe? into what he, what he, where he was. We absolutely will. Um, So, geez, nah, I forgot what I was going to ask. Him. It was Okay, we got John Morant out of the way. My thing is with the coaches and what's going on and what they're saying as far as what may or may not happen in Philadelphia. The coaching carousel is one thing. How Doc got let go and the conversation that happened – thereafter about how he was let go or the reasons for it is what I wanted to ask you about.
5: Yeah, well, Doc Rivers actually, he said it perfectly after they were eliminated. He said that nobody is safe. And two days later, he was the guy who was not safe. And he got fired by Daryl Morey. And the word on the street is, and we've heard this for a few months, is that is James Harden and Doc, they don't get along. Initially, one of the main reasons that James Harden wanted to go was to obviously be with Dal Maury and to play for Doc Rivers. And now we hear the opposite, that he doesn't or would not return if Doc was there. And there are even rumors that have just been running around rampant that there is mutual interest between James Harden and the Rockets, which from a basketball standpoint doesn't make any sense. You have Jalen Green and Porter Jr. You got a Jabari from from, uh, Auburn. You got, you got a bunch of young talent on the team. Why do you want a dude who will come in and control the ball? And so that's very peculiar to me. I don't know if he is really using Houston as, as leverage to get a big deal out of Philly. Because let's face it, who wants an aging quitting James Harden on their team? And I think the Sixers might be the squad that stuck with him. Uh, I can't see him going back to Houston. I know everybody says it's a reality and it's not for leverage. But
4: why? Why would they want them? Wow! Wow! Question, folks. Hey, we're spending time on the waitforit.com hotline. We got Jr. from Jr. Sport Brief. You hear him every night here on Sports Radio 92.9 The game. Let's before we get let you go. You get get into these playoff series and what we're seeing so far. Can Boston have a shot at this? They're losing games at home. Jr. When they lose it, they can't win a championship. if They're losing games at home, can They
5: they they, they can't. But because of how bipolar they are, I'm not completely closing the door on the Celtics. They are, they're they're maddening to watch. At, At one point in time, they can look like the best basketball team in the entire NBA. At another point in time, you can take a look at the Boston Celtics and you can go, why is Tatum and Brown? Why are they not capable of knocking down a field goal in the fourth quarter? Why in game one? Did Jason Tatum not even have an attempt in the fourth quarter? That's, it, it's beyond me. And, and, and you can, as we talk about coaches, you can lay some of the blame on, on Joe Missoula, certainly. People will question him on his usage of, of timeouts and his strategy to let guys just run out there and figure it out. But when your star is out there and he ain't taking shots, then, then please hit him in the chest. And, and, and Jason Tatum needs to have a little bit of it in himself. You know, you don't need to be pushed. You don't, you shouldn't have to have your buttons pushed in crunch time. You should just be out there telling folks to go get out the way. I've seen plenty of times, Jason Tatum live here in Atlanta at state farm arena. He ain't have no battery putting his back. He's just been out there going and getting it. But when it comes to crunch time, he has to be consistent. And that's regardless of of what Joe Missoula is calling. So I think when you have a dynamic player like him, uh, there's certainly an opportunity to turn things around. Uh, but, yeah, of course, the Miami Heat are definitely in the lead to win this. But Brown, who might be dealing with a busted hand, isn't talking about it. And Tatum, they got to get it together. Those are the stars. So I'm not going to count the Celtics out yet, as crazy as
3: that sounds. Decades from now, when you're retired you're enjoying your grandkids and you're sitting around talking sports with them and you're trying to educate them into what was going on in basketball and the in the early 2020s, and you're talking about this guy who played basketball in Denver, who did not look like an athlete, but yet won an MVP, back-to-back, may win more by the time you're having this conversation with your grandkids. How do you describe Jokic to, those, to that generation down the road?
5: He, so- he, is, he is one of the most skilled basketball players that the, the NBA has seen in its 76, 77 years. It's It's ridiculous how skilled he is and, and, and deceptively athletic. He's not athletic like a, a Giannis Antetokounmpo or athletic like a, a Russell Westbrook or even a John Morant. He's athletic in regards to his, his endurance, his stamina, despite his size. Uh, he doesn't look like a Greek god, like a Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> but the man can put the ball anywhere. He's the guy at the L.A. Fitness, at the Y, who is just destroying you because he may not be gifted all the way athletically, but upstairs, his brain, he knows where to go. He knows where to pass. His vision is crazy. The man had a 23-point, a 17-rebound, uh, a bunch of assists uh, last game, triple-double, and it kind of flew under the radar because it's just so normal. Uh, so that's how I would describe Jokic. He just he beats you with his brain, and he's deceptively athletic despite not jumping out of the gym or being able to jump at all.
4: Man, man, this is this is always great when we get a chance to spend some time with you, JL, We gotta let you go before we do though. I saw you up in New Jersey this week. Uh, Red Bulls with some Special Olympics. Check about that Doing for just the a thing,
3: man.
5: Yeah. Yes, that that was cool. It was a great time. The New York Red Bulls are one of the the leaders of of autism awareness. And so they actually had a unified match and a unified match is where like they team up with the local special Olympics group and they allow two teams to really play on the pitch before the pros do. And so you had a New York Red Bull team that they, they signed contracts. Uh, they let them play. They practiced, they warmed up. They, they went out onto the, the, the pitch like the pros do with the pomp, the circumstance, and they played against another unified team and nycsc and all things considered atlanta united also has a united team and so i'm gonna i'm gonna look forward to to check them out as well and then we did a special uh episode of of the agents of inclusion podcast where we spoke to some of the athletes so check that out agents of inclusion uh it was pretty awesome but i look forward to seeing it here with atlanta united they have a a, a cool program too
3: there we go Fantastic. We got to get fantastic. this guy more often.
4: Oh, man, hey, we appreciate him spending some time. He's on the go, you know, and he's working working late nights. We appreciate him spending some time with us this morning.
3: man. JR, enjoy the rest of your weekend, buddy. Y'all, too, enjoy
5: the games. Lakers, Nuggets, should be a good one tonight. And then we got a boxing match, too, so y'all have a good one.
0: Ooh. All right. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.
3: Ooh, All right. so we don't have Max here. We got yeah. something we got to have. We got to get an update on we this We got that for Max tomorrow. All right. There we go. go. There we go. I right, appreciate it, J.I. We're not done with the special guest. The conga Line continues with Jason Longshore up next. Getting us ready for Atlanta, United, Chicago. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com.
7: Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, game 92.9thegame.com. Garrett Chapman in the Kia studios. Uh, Pinch hitting here for uh, just a moment as uh, Sam and Greg are waiting to join us. In the background, of course, you hear the UEFA Champions League anthem. And that kind of plays into who is going to be joining us right now. Jason Longshore from the Atlanta United broadcast. Jason, how you doing, man?
8: Doing good. How about you?
7: I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Interesting situation we're in right now. But, you know, uh, speaking of the Champions League, we just figured out who's going to be playing. Real Madrid and Milan. Is it Inter Milan?
8: Yeah, Inter Inter got through Milan, and then Manchester City uh, trucked Real Madrid in the second leg. Yeah, City is looking like they might do the treble with the English title, the FA Cup title, and the Champions League title. They're going to be the favorite to do all of those.
7: Oh, I guess yours is great. Was, yeah,
3: <laughs> we, I thought we had like three more minutes of commercials. <laughs> hey, Jason, how you doing, buddy? This is absolute chaos this morning. <laughs> What's up, guys? Nah, we thought we – actually, I'll be honest with you, we, we, were, we were having some fun with you because we missed you last time, and I was seeing if Jason – I mean, if uh, Garrett bringing us back would – have you fished something out of you that you would say, possibly. And you were, you were very professional the whole time, and that just stinks. <laughs> we were hoping for a laugh. <laughs> he said, do this, Garrett, do this, and we'll see what Jason says. Anyway,
8: man. Uh, hey, I'm, I'll do this rolling with it, okay?
3: No, nah, no, nah, you're good. You're good. And, and, you know, Garrett, he is our he's, – he's the guy who comes in all the time. Garrett, was he didn't really want to do this. He did that under duress, to be honest with you. <laughs> he, he really didn't want to because he didn't want to poke fun at you. So we're just trying to have some
7: – No, j- I always enjoy talking to Jason Longshore, and, and plus it's a good excuse to talk a little Champions League soccer, you know? Well, yeah.
3: what, where of were you course. going with your question? We'll just stay on that. Oh no, I was going to ask
7: early thoughts on the uh, the Champions League. Now that we had we got through the the uh, the derby that was happening in the semifinal, and of course the the Manchester or excuse me the uh, Man City debacle, where they just absolutely took apart Real Madrid.
3: And Jason, did you get a chance to answer that?
7: Because we were yes. down the hall. City
8: is going to win everything.
3: Oh, he, he,
4: he says with confidence.
3: He does, doesn't he? Yeah. Sam at Greg Sports Radio, 929 the game, 929 the game.com. All right, let's talk about these guys here because they seem to have, meaning Atlanta United, turned the corner, at least we hope. They got themselves a big win. Well, do we? We didn't get the sound for that. We didn't get the
4: the boom Yakamaka. Yeah, we didn't get that in there. It, 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 it's, it's here. It's I mean, here. Hopefully, we get a new one tonight.
3: Hopefully. Yeah. Um, what's for the fan base that are listening right now? What? from that last victory can we take and a sustainable that you feel going into the Chicago match?
8: I think what was different in Wednesday versus what had been going on previously was you got the first goal. And and look, a lot of times Atlanta United is going to control games, whether they win them or not, they're going to control them. But you've got to be able to handle those moments where, you don't get that first goal. The opposing goalkeeper makes a big save. They get an opportunity that scares you a little bit. You can't have that drop in whether it's intensity, whether it's urgency, whether it's control. You can't have that happen and get punished for it. And that's what was going on in, in Fort Lauderdale against Inter-Miami. It's what happened at home against Charlotte. They scored on their first three shots of the game. They didn't really do much else other than that. And Atlanta United got punished for not taking advantage of their early control of the match. Well, it looked like Wednesday that might be the same thing when Thiago Almada missed a penalty. But you didn't see that drop. You didn't see any hesitation. You didn't see any fear. And they go forward and they get the goal from Almada from a free kick that's further out. And he buries it. Just an unbelievable free kick. And then even when the second goal took a while, it took till the 80th minute, you didn't see a huge drop. Colorado had a couple of opportunities about midway through the second half. They were from distance. They were long range shots, a couple of good ones, but they didn't break Atlanta's defense down because you didn't have that drop. You know, it's, it's a mental game at times. And it's easy to have those moments where you question yourself or you get frustrated. And Land United did not on Wednesday. They've got to carry that forward today on the road in Chicago.
4: Spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline with Jason Longshore. And he is social. You can find him on Twitter always at Longshoe, at Longshoe. Uh, Someone that we won't see in Chicago tonight is Caleb Wiley. Uh, thoughts about going, you know, minus him. He's going to get to play with uh, the under-20 World Cup, which is great and fantastic, obviously, for him. Uh, But thoughts about them uh, now trying to go on the road and sustain what we did Wednesday night minus him.
8: Yeah, one for for Caleb, we might see him and we'll find out maybe around one o'clock or so if he's going to be in the starting lineup for the U.S. u 20s today. They play at two o'clock in their their tournament opener against Ecuador in the U-20 World Cup. You've got depth and you have it for a reason. And this is why when you get Andrew Gutman back from the red card suspension, he picked up the red against Charlotte and he missed the Wednesday game. So he's back fresh. Uh, Ronald Hernandez stepped in at left back. And I thought had a man of the match kind of performance, especially defensively. Uh, Ronald Hernandez will be competing for more minutes. And you have Brooks Lennon on the other side. You've got three starting level fullbacks for two spots. And, You've got other options on the wing. I thought Derek Etienne really started to to step up, and it was him earning the free kick that led for Almada to score. So you're getting that depth starting to show up and starting to produce, and that's got to continue. It's hard. I mean, we we talk about this in in every sport. When you're a guy who's coming off the bench and you get thrust into that, that starting lineup spot, it's difficult at times to be at the same rhythm as everybody else. It's difficult to be playing with the same confidence as everybody else because you haven't gotten those minutes. And I think at times the depth for Atlanta United hasn't been able to perform at the same level as the rest of the group. And that's starting to come good, I think. And having these midweek games where you kind of have to rotate and then you you play three games in a week like this week – you're going to have to rotate a little bit and guys are going to have to step up, but that gets them that time to be able to be comfortable when they're called upon to step up. So with Wiley away, you've got to rely on Gootman, You've got to rely on Hernandez and you've got to rely because Wiley can play up on the wing as well. You've got to rely on Derek Etienne and they all had good performances on Wednesday. Gootman will be back this week and hopefully he'll have a good performance tonight.
4: Is yes, Atlanta United playing at Chicago tonight? You can hear it here on Sports Radio 92.9 The game. Jason Longshore will be on the call along with Mike Conti. It's good news and bad news this week. We saw Luis Arujo score a goal that was good news, and man, just hours later, uh, we found out that he's going to be a tra- transfer. That's one of the things that happens, um, but it's also going to be an opportunity for Atlanta United and talk about you know how that's going to impact the team.
8: Yeah, it makes the summer really interesting because, look, we probably won't know anything about Thiago Almada for a while. And the window for him to go to Europe this summer can stretch all the way to the end of August. Atlanta United's window to add players is earlier in August. So this gives you some flexibility with knowing that you're going to replace Luis Adarujo in the summer window as he's going to move on to Flamengo in Brazil, one of the biggest clubs in his native country, it gives you some flexibility in replacing him, but also as you get Caleb Wiley back from the World Cup and you start to look at what this group could look like without Luis, but with Thiago for right now, and then you have project forward to where if Thiago goes – do you have the other pieces you need to, to handle things and be competitive? And that's the tricky side of being where, where MLS is in the calendar and, and playing where we're you know, going into our midseason here, whereas the leagues in Europe will be launching in the fall and starting their seasons. So they're going to want to get guys in for preseason. It, it's just an interesting transfer situation, and it's part of the business of, of the game. You know, eight figures for Luis Adarujo is what's being reported, and that's a little pretty much right around where he was bought for from Lille in France, maybe a little bit less. And you've got to replace him with a player of the same caliber and hopefully someone who I think just clicks better and is more consistent in the attacking third. I think the thing about Adarujo is the, the work rate from him has been outstanding from day one he's one of the hardest workers defensively that you're going to find of an attacking player of his talent, but the production hasn't been consistent. And when it's on, I think he looks like one of the best players in this league, but when it's not happening for him in the final third, you know, that's a big investment that hasn't always paid off. And that's what Atlanta United's got to look for. Do they look for a central player? Do they look for a winger? Um, you have to see what's going to be available as leagues in Europe are ending leagues in South America are kind of in the middle of their seasons. So it's a worldwide market and it's going to be a really interesting summer for Atlanta United. Now.
3: This dude is the best. Oh man. I'm telling you, man, you just <laughs> Jason, you're the best. Uh, again, Jason Longshore joining Sam and Greg sports radio, 92, nine, game, 92, nine, the game.com reminder. He's getting a set for Atlanta United at Chicago pre kick at eight o'clock kick. At 8.30, you can hear the game in case you can't get in front of a TV right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. For uh, those out there who do not know, what do uh, we need to know about the Chicago Fire FC?
8: Since we saw Chicago last, they have had a managerial change. Frank Klopas is back in charge. Uh, They fired Ezra Hendrickson, I think, too early, honestly. I don't think the, the fire's issues this season have been down to Hendrickson. I don't think they have all the talent that they need to compete at the highest of levels. Uh, They have had a tendency to give up goals late in games and and drop results. And we saw that happen at Mercedes Benz stadium with the own goal in stoppage time after they'd gotten an own goal to get an equalizer. So this is a Chicago theme that, you know, I don't really know where they are in their, their heads right now, because when you have that managerial change, sometimes you see that new manager bounce, and, and look, they won last weekend against St. Louis at home. Uh, then they went on the road to Charlotte and they had a 1-0 lead and they lost that and they ended up losing 2-1. So a lot of times you can judge how a club feels after a managerial change by what those next few results are. If they're all wins, probably the managerial change was the right thing to do. And the players are motivated to try to prove their, their worth and prove their spots. If you get these kinds of ups and downs, maybe it wasn't the manager. And, and I kind of feel like that's the case for Chicago, but we'll have a better sense of it tonight. You have to look out for Jordan Shakiri, uh, one of the most talented players in the league, um, doesn't cover as much ground as he used to, but he can still deliver that killer pass. And Chicago has two players that could have been Caleb Wiley's teammates at the U-20 World Cup, but the fire couldn't afford to let them go. And Brian Gutierrez, one of the, the young playmakers in this league that is one to watch, and Chris Brady in goal, uh, who is their starting goalkeeper and has been almost all season. So it's a young Chicago team in some spots. It's an unproven team in some spots as they're battling injuries. But you have the, the talent of Shakiri You have the experience of Kai Kamara and Casper Shabilko up top. So it won't be an easy one tonight for Atlanta United, but I think it's a winnable game on the road.
4: Let's see if they can get those three points tonight. Right now we're in fourth place. That's just by one uh, behind Nashville for all that – seemingly went wrong for a time, Uh, the the standing where they are right now in the East is still pretty strong.
8: Yeah, and that's the thing you got to look at here is with Atlanta United having a bad run of games, they didn't really lose any ground. And you have to take advantage of that good fortune. And that's what Atlanta United's got to do now. You know, we talked about road form and how difficult it is to go out and get wins on the road, and we're starting to see a few more road wins around the league right now. This is one that you can go and get points on the road and you've got to go and do that. Now that you've lost the home game against Charlotte, it's the kind of model that if you pick up your three points at home and you get a point on the road, you're going to be a top team in this league. That's just how the, the math works. So you lost three at home last week, go steal three on the road tonight and then all shakes out and Atlanta's Right there in in competition, not just in the Eastern Conference, but for the supporters' Shield, And they've got to continue, I think, to do what they did on Wednesday. Control games, but not have those lulls where things get away from you for just a little bit of time and you get punished. They've they've got to control games. And do to to bring it back to what we were talking about at the top with Manchester City, you've got to get the payoff for the control of the game. And break the other team's will, and that comes with first half goals. And Atlanta's got to start doing that consistently.
3: I don't think there's anything more to be said. I mean, <laughs> this guy broke this down. This, yep, this, this yep. was this was this was beautiful. Yep, we're and, all ready. And by the way, we are a we are formally extending an invitation to you, Jason, to join us. We'll be broadcasting live. Does he run? No, he, we want him on the show. Yeah, but
4: does he run the Peachtree?
3: Well, we can ask him that. No,
8: you don't want me running.
3: Okay, there you okay, go. We want
4: you. Well, then you get to come hang out with us. Then
3: please, we're we're when I try to say you have to get up early in the morning because there's something to be said for sleeping in. But if you would like to join us, we're doing the morning show six to ten on the Fourth of July for Peachtree Road Race right downstairs at Colony Square here. So. We're Very to make, nice. I
5: might come in and sit in with
3: you guys. We, well, that's what we want. We wanted it to come be a star. It, We're we're starting now. I got the I got the uh, the thumbs up from Mike Conti who said he can't picture a Fourth of July broadcast without Sam and Greg. Peachtree Road Race without go. Sam and Greg. So we're gonna try it. Since he said that, I'm gonna try and make it star studded. And every year it's gonna get it's gonna be like the Jerry Lewis Telethon. We're gonna make it bigger <laughs> oh. and bigger and bigger. Pretty soon I'm gonna have Sinatra coming out here bringing two people who hate Barkley and Michael Jordan together. Yep. That's what I'm going to do. And
4: in the end, you're going to sing You'll Never Walk Alone.
3: I ain't singing. Okay. Well, Larry said, well, I ain't going to sing. <laughs> Jason Longshore, man, get us a win tonight, man, and enjoy your time up there in Chicago, dear pal.
8: Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right. <laughs>
3: All right. Appreciate it. <laughs> we just got the word. It's official. John Fricky is coming up top of the hour. oh He's going to – See, Uh-oh. <laughs> us a little bit here. Whoa-ho-ho. We got a couple things we have not covered yet. That is up next. It is Sam and Greg on this twentieth day of May. Sports Radio ninety two nine game ninety two nine Take us with you on the Odyssey app.
2: Podcast, All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast.
9: This is Tony Kornheiser show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else.
3: game, 92.9thegame.com. Nine, Sam and Greg, it is the 20th day of May. It's a Saturday morning, and we thank them for letting us be a part of their Saturday mornings and Sundays, which will be tomorrow. Well, let's thank them. Okay. Thank y'all. <laughs> <laughs> thank y'all. We appreciate it. Um, this morning's been special. Very Every, every Saturday morning Sunday mornings are special for us because we only get two days a week. The broadcast, but we've had Garrett Chapman with us as our producer. We, you know, we go back with Garrett, and, and he's been—he's moved on to bigger and better things. Yes, he got his own show since uh, he was our producer. Yep, he's half of the dopey millennials.
4: <laughs> Why are you laughing at that, man? That's who he—that's who he is, man. Yeah, <laughs> hey, hey,
3: look at him, look at him, look at, he at him. He ain't dancing like me and you do. No, he's just over here popping his head, and soon to be a full-blown actor. How about that? I'm trying to get him. I think you what, do it. What I think do doing. it, man. I'm trying to get him booked. I mean, he's got that look, and, and not every there are people who run away from that look. He embraces it. Oh yeah. They don't want that preppy look. He, yeah. I mean. Full but on. he pulls it, pulls it off well, though. He pulls it off incredibly well. In that, he's in that coveted age group, that 18 to 34, 35, which I don't have to worry about anymore. No. Nope. <laughs> no, way, I'm way, way beyond that, him. Way beyond that, man. Yeah. So. You know? So
4: good. good stuff. Good Can stuff.
3: I uh, ask either of you two guys as we get into this last segment? John Fricky's going to join us top of the hour. You ever heard of a, a guy named, I want to get this right, Buster Mathis? Yeah. You know who Buster Mathis is?
4: He's a boxer, wasn't
3: he? Yeah. 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 Buster Mathis is probably to boxing, what Wally Pipp is to baseball. And he continued his career. Imagine how history would have changed. We're sitting here talking today about Jim Brown and and that uh, Cleveland summit as those athletes all came together to support Muhammad Ali, who had been stripped of his title, was suspended from boxing. This was 1967 when the summit took place. And you got to wonder what would have happened once Muhammad Ali came back had... Buster Mathis not continued to box. For those of you wondering why I'm bringing his name up, it was on this day, 64, that Buster Mathis beat Joe Frazier in the trials that were taking place to join the Olympic team. Okay. Buster Mathis beat Frazier. He now gets on the Olympic team, but he damages his thumb. Couldn't make it. Joe Frazier takes his place on the team ends up winning gold, gold and then continuing to box, and the rest is history.
4: The trilogy with Ali.
3: Exactly. Yeah. That may not have happened if if Buster Mathis hadn't hurt his thumb. So that happened on this date. You guys remember the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino a few years ago? Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio. um, How come I can't think of the woman um, lead in that? And she's like top actress in the world. Anyway, that's not important. Brad Pitt gets the Academy Award. For that movie. He was the bodyguard and confidant of Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Rick Dalton. Okay. The real Rick Dalton passed. I didn't even know there was a real Rick Dalton.
4: There's a real Rick Dalton? There is a
3: real Rick Dalton who um, appeared in movies. uh, I want to get this right here. He appeared in a couple TV shows. He was in Bounty Law. That was a TV show. He was in uh, another one, come to think of it. But... um, Oh, Bounty Law and the Fireman Trilogy. He was in those two shows. But anyway, this was a real dude. He died this past week. He was uh, in Hawaii That's where he was living. Okay. Passed away peacefully. Wow. So the real Rick Dalton left us. This came from Quentin Tarantino, who directed that movie. Okay. okay. Uh, I know there's some things you want to update. I want to get those off my chest here before we went out. And Enos called. <laughs> I did pronounce her name properly. Okay. Enos Kuhn. Okay. Who, who, she's the person who designed the uh, the the Olympic... Where for the '96 Olympics, the American team, and that picture of Ali lighting the torch, she designed that. Okay, and she lit right down the street. Really, right around the corner. Ah, is he on with us? Oh, oh, okay,
4: not yet, not yet. Oh, I well, thought I he was just, around the corner here. All right, well, you. well, we mentioned Atlanta United is on here tonight. You can hear it here on Sports Radio 92.9. The game, Atlanta Dream, opening the season today with WNBA. They're out in Dallas. It's a one o'clock start. And I think it's going to be on TV on ABC. Uh, and so, I think that's that's coming up today, this afternoon for you. Also, um, we got the PGA Championship. They're playing in some rainy conditions up at Oak Hill. They got five on top of the leaderboard at five under par. You know, watching that as that continue. They, you know, the weather was kind of starting things out from the very first day with the frost all over the course. They're playing there at Oak Hill. So, that continues. We keep a closer eye on that coming up tomorrow. Also, Braves are home. This evening, seven fifteen game time, and we got a bullpen start. Jesse Chavez is going to get the ball first, and from there, we don't know. We may <laughs> see six, <laughs> seven, in. eight folks just uh, stay tuned to that and see what happens uh, against Seattle, Seven fifteen, the game. That game is on Fox, as we have each day found out where we can watch the Braves because they, they move it around for you.
3: All um, right. Uh, also,
4: N- NASCAR is at North Wilkesboro. We're going to talk with that. We're going to get a chance to talk with Adam Alexander tomorrow for the All-Star Race. It is All-Star Race Weekend.
3: All right, a couple things uh, on this date. Let me get rid of this stuff here. I told you, uh, you know, there's a first day for everything. The fountain pen was patented on this day. The fountain pen, Sam. How many times have you used that? Whoa. Levi's blue jeans yeah. with, the, with the copper rivet. Okay. That, that okay. was <laughs> on this day. The clothes dryer, or basically the dryer. The dryer. Was patented on this day.
4: Well, you can dry your clothes. If anything else needs drying, you just throw it in there.
3: You ever put gym shoes in there, man? No. I did that yeah. a couple times trying to drive them because they'd be wet and walking yeah. outside. Yeah. My grandmother saw me throw it in there once. Man, <laughs> that's the last time I remember her smacking me upside the head. I think <laughs> I can still feel it. She, you going to bust my job? Pop! Right upside the back of the head. Oof. Uh On this day, man, cops raided the bleachers at Wrigley Field and arrested 24 people for, of all things, gambling. They been out there pitching pennies and playing cards and those or whatever. Oh man, they were gambling. This was a thing that happened 1920, uh, right after the White Sox got busted, so the Cubs wanted to get into the mix. But yeah, that on this day, cops raided the bleachers at Wrigley Field. Um, oh, excuse me, at a Cubs game. I don't know if it was Wrigley Field then, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, I, it could have been. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, arrested 24 for gambling, and because we've been having fun with this the last few weeks, today was the day the police and by extension, Sting released Every Breath You Take. Ah. Uh, and he should be getting a check from Diddy in about yeah, 20 good. minutes. Yeah, he
4: should be. Should be. <laughs> right?
3: Uh, Tony Stewart, happy 52nd birthday. Buster Rhymes. Lawyer Tillman, I just wanted to say his name. Went him in his birthday today. And George Gobel, that's an old actor. I did that for oh, Ricky. Yeah. Who famously said, because he walked through life feeling like he was always put upon, you ever feel like life was a tuxedo and you were a pair of brown shoes? That's a famous George Gobel line, and we lost on this day, Christopher Columbus. Really? Yeah, it, the dude had to go right. Well, at some point. At right. some point, he died on this day, fifteen oh six, and Rick Savage and Robin Gibb, also Gilda Radner. Is Fricky ready to say hello to us or rail about anything, Mister mm-hmm. John Fricky, who will be joining us next? Good morning, sir.
9: Gentlemen, how are you?
4: I'm doing great now. I hear your voice. You know, it's fantastic. You've been busy this week, fella.
9: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you know, I, and then we uh, we finally got my. Uh the home studio set back up, uh, you know, it's sort of like COVID without the without the COVID. I mean, you know, kind of back, back to this, <laughs> yeah. which is interesting because now I've got the, you know, I've got the co-producer here with the cat, you know, and she walks all over everything. It's like, okay, dude. Nice. You're just like, <laughs> nice. Right.
3: I got Jesse. He's got a cat. So I that's was picturing bad. that. What a picture. We, we got to ask him, and I'm sure he'll be talking about it during his show, but your your thoughts initially, um, Jim Brown is passing. And, and maybe something different than the usual response. Maybe something that you'd like. You know, maybe younger folks to know about him that didn't know, uh, whatever it might be, John.
9: Well, you know, I, I'm not, I, as, as old as I am. I don't remember Jim Brown, the player, the lacrosse player, the football player, but I do remember Mars Attacks. He's Caesar. I mean, oh, come on, no now.
3: I, Of all movies, <laughs> he brings up Jack Nicholson the, was Nicholson the president married to Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, come on so now,
9: well. wow, wow. <laughs> Yeah. You know, hail Caesar! You know, <laughs> oh, my my beautiful bride, the, the the real estate Maven hates Mars Attacks. I loved it. I thought it
3: was great. I, I just it might be that. my favorite Tim Burton movie. I can't believe the people that Tim Burton got to be in it. James Bond. Pierce Brosnan in this. Yeah. Yeah. Michael J. Fox in this thing. It is a who's who that. Decided- Benning.
9: I mean, it goes on and on and on. Right.
3: <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay. Um. Now, actually, there was a question I wanted to ask John, and and. and we had earlier in the show as we talked about Jim Brown, fair or not fair. We just said that um, this guy is on the American sports Mount Rushmore. If you want to put him there, you want to put ba- Ali on there too. But you got to put Jim Brown on there, and and is that fair? Because I can't think of three other I, guys. I, I don't
9: know that he would. I don't know that if it's only four, he'd make it. I mean, well, you got Jordan, you got Tiger. You, I, no, yeah. I don't think Jim Brown makes it. No, you know, sorry.
4: Yeah. With no. those, those about him as, as far as... Now, over Aaron? Over, you know, come on.
3: Uh, listen, I'm not saying that, but you, you just mentioned the fact that the guy was considered the greatest lacrosse player. Jordan is not a 2 right. sp- he's not He's not considered the greatest in two. Neither is Tiger. This guy's considered the greatest running back of all time and the greatest lacrosse player. And, we you know, he he also... What was the one other sport that he would... He oh boy, you in? know, oh, I mean, he you he get, track, into the he greatest, get into yeah, the basketball. greatest
9: running back of all time. I mean, you get into a... You know, a difficult argument. I mean, he's great. I mean, this is why I don't like he's the great. Unless somebody's clearly the greatest of all time, you know, because I know that Abe yesterday, he was talking about unicorns, and he says, you know, Messi's the greatest soccer player of all time. I go, well, there's a guy named Pele, but, you know, okay. I mean, so, you you know, unless you're clear. For example, you know, Tiger, for as great as he is, I think because of more of the injuries than anything happened off the course, he's never going to be the GOAT. He's just not. He's never going to catch Nichols now. I don't think he's going to do
3: it. So, I, so, I think
9: as great as he is, he, he won't catch Jack.
3: I don't think he'll catch Jack either, but passing Sam Snead, who has the most wins of anybody, that is a possibility.
9: Yes. So, but again, but is but really? You, is he going to win again?
3: Uh, I don't know. We've got to find out if he's going to walk He's, he's again still first. tied for number one, but I get what you're saying. I understand. But we had to ask you that question, John. Um, no, I appreciate and, it. <laughs> and overall, other than that, how's your week, sir? How has your week been? Well, you know, I had to hang
9: around Drew B- Butler for for two hours. How that, was that? that show? By the way, this how is, was that? How about, oh, it was it was great. And and that steakhouse, you know, don't, don't ever let Shapiro ever tell you that he works. That's like the easiest <laughs> peasiest thing in the world. Good God, you know. Oh man, I, I went. That's it. That's it. I'm done for the day. Yeah. All right. You know, rolling at like eight fifteen. You know, by eleven o'clock, you're like uh, home. I mean, the whole thing is stupid. It's like really.
3: <laughs> And then you go have lunch with a CEO someplace. There you go. Right, Hell, exactly.
4: How about that? How about that? That's fantastic stuff. Uh, Braves are home this weekend. And, uh, Joe, we got a, another bullpen game. How long are we going to see these? And, well, if they work and effective,
9: you know, what do you think? Yeah, that's going to be part of what I'm going to be talking about here because I don't like bullpen games. Uh-oh. So, my, one of my questions here is going to be uh, next Thursday there's a scratch hole in the lineup against the Phillies when they come to town. Are we going to see Mike Soroka get a start? We would like mm. to,
4: but you know what? If he's not ready, I don't
9: want to see him. I mean, that's, that's I think the thing he's got to be. Look, at some point, you just throw him in. A, he, he's had two pretty good outings here. He's healthy. Didn't forget out to pitch. I, at this point, I don't see any reason that you don't put him out there. But it's I, not you,
3: my call. Do you wait for an, a non-divisional ro- opponent.
9: Why? I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to trot out Jesse Chavez, uh, Dylan Dodd. I mean, I, how is Mike Soroka not? Uh, you know, at least that or more. You don't want to burn your bullpen out here either because you're coming off a series against the Dodgers. You are playing the Phillies. I don't like the bullpen game. I just don't. Wow. So, anyway. No, be that's one okay. No, things.
3: we asked you. Listen, this is the kind uh, of stuff no. you're going to get the next four hours. <laughs> it is John Fricky joining us next. want to thank everybody that joined us during the show. Garrett, as always, man. We're going to miss you, but thank you for coming back down and, and slumming and coming back to San Diego. Yeah, Green. really. How yeah. about that?
4: Nice stuff, One man. of
3: the dopey millennials. When's your next show? When are you guys doing your next show? Uh, I think on Memorial Day. Really Okay, uh, I guess okay. so. Is that the next one? That'd be what next Monday. Okay, well next be, week. Be careful! It is an amateur night, so it is. That is. It is. Garrett Chapman, joined us and thank everybody that thank also gentlemen. joined us for the show today. You heard him. John Freaky is up next. Crenshaw. We'll see you tomorrow morning. We're All back right. from six until ten. Mm-hmm. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio ninety The Game ninety two nine. Take us with you on the Odyssey app.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet?